This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show. He's ready to take his place in the Quad Squad, Ryan Nelson. You know, I'm glad you mentioned the Quad Squad. I can't decide if I want the Quad Squad or CE Bros more <laughs> as the succession spinoff. I know. Tell me about it. I, could, I could go either way. That's true. And we, and we still have the, the, the Nasty Brothers. What was it? The... the yeah, the... Uh, I yeah, can't remember what the, brothers, yeah. yeah, was that what they called no, them? No, the Disgusting Brothers. Disgusting Brothers, that's what it was. Disgusting Brothers. So we still have that one out there as well from, from the beginning of this season. So uh, if you've been listening to podcasts since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the fifth episode of the final season of Succession titled Kill List on HBO and HBO Max. If you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, you can visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a 3 5 10 or $20 level and when you join up, we will shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. It doesn't matter if you're going as low as the 3 or as high as the 20. Any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You can leave us a rating, a five-star rating, and if you have time, you can write us a review while you're there on Apple Podcast. We would really, really love it if you left us a five-star review. Even if it's not got a written review there, we would really like to get as many of those as we possibly can. We're trying to work our way towards 200, uh, so if you can, just scroll in if you listen to our show on Apple and then just click the little five-star button. It would help us out a whole lot if you could do that. Uh, we would really, really appreciate it. So any help and all help that you would give us, would we would be very appreciative of that. If you'd like to interact with the show, though, you can send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. Any thoughts, any questions that you might have, we would love to hear those. So just send those to us to our email at mainattractionpod at gmail.com. All right, so this is the fifth, we're at the halfway point, the fifth episode of the final episode of Succession. Uh, real quick, before we get into specifics, we like to do some general thoughts on what we were thinking. So, real quick, what are your general thoughts on this fifth episode? I thought this was another incredible episode of the show, down to the wire. This one felt like a boxing match. Yeah, match, especially with Matson wearing his hoodie to start, right. just sizing everyone up prouncing around <laughs> yeah. just just being a menace and then him and the brothers took several jabs at each other yes they did. i'm not sure who got the knockout or the or the final jab to end that last round i kind of feel like uh roman did but then matson is bringing in shiv and i'm not exactly sure what his plan is there maybe he right. senses something he also likes to harass women we find out yeah we do. Uh, yeah <laughs> And then also this, uh, the the Matson, her talking to Matson has rekindled a romance between yeah. Shiv and Tom, which is very odd. Yeah, I know it's, it's really weird. I I thought this was a really good episode. It's just another fantastic episode. It's like you said, they are going out on this show with a bang. They are, yeah, they are really swinging big here. And I was I. I thought this was really good just in terms of, you know, just the overall, the back and forth. I thought it was very good. I also thought it became very clear and very apparent in this episode, up until the very end at least, that, 
Madsen played wonderfully by Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, so good, so good. I thought he it was just completely a cut above Roman and Kendall mm-hmm. up until the very end. Now, when Roman goes on that tirade there at the end, I think that's where things kind of get a little bit evened out. And we're going to talk about this when we get to the when we get to the end of this. But you know, I wasn't really sure. Because he comes back after they're on the plane, it's, it sounds like they have done everything they can to kill the deal, like basically yeah. what they they talk about. But then he comes in with that price of one ninety two per share, which is basically such a huge bump. There's no way that the board is going to say no to that because it's just too right. huge, it's just too huge of a price and it's just too huge yeah, of an amount. How much money? How much money are we talking about? It here? depends what on how the- many shares there are. I mean, because that's what they're negotiating is, yeah. the, is the price per share, and I don't know how many shares there are. So my guess is there's probably I don't know. Uh, we're looking at probably in the I would say like ten billion dollar range or whatever that is. I mean, that's what I was thinking. Like, how many billions are we talking about here? It's quite a few. I've, I've had to guess, but yeah, it's it's. I'm like I said, I'm guessing it's probably I, the five I'm to sorry. ten billion. My my, my little little bucks over here can't. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I can't imagine paying $192 for one share of a company. Uh, So, Uh, but anyway, like I said, I I thought that was just really interesting at the end because I think the guys thought they were had done what they wanted to do. They wanted to kill the deal, but then he comes back with that huge price, and it's like, yeah, we just made a whole, we made everybody just you know billionaires out of this whole thing. But you know they didn't really get what they wanted in the end. And we'll, we'll like I said, we'll talk about all that here in just a little bit. But all right, do you get the feeling that these siblings are going to screw it up and there's going to be nothing at the end? I, it really feels that way at uh, this episode for sure. It kind of does. It, here's the thing. I, I will say this, and because I think one of the things that they were setting up last week, Shiv gets royally screwed in the last episode i, yeah. I mean she yeah, got yeah. she got screwed yeah. over big time because she's basically yeah. left at technically i mean her brothers tell her that they're not going to f her over that's one of the things they tell her uh, a few times there at the end of episode four but one of the things i think that's very interesting is she it seems like it's going to be she's basically brought to her lowest i mean literally i mean she literally falls there at the end of episode mm-hmm. four so she's kind of brought to her lowest point and it makes it feel like in this episode, especially especially with Matson making his play towards her and doing whatever it is that he does uh, that he's trying to do. Well, like I'm, it's like you said, I'm not really sure what he's trying to accomplish there. With, with how Shiv. long until she gets some blood sent to her? <laughs> I don't understand that whole thing. To be perfectly honest with you, but uh, like I said, I'll be interested to see if this is like setting her up for like this you know phoenix rising out of the ashes type thing where she ends up like kind of ruling over all of it when we get to the end so did you notice that a couple of times when she was speaking kendall and roman gave each other a look like good lord yeah basically they did that quite a bit uh before we get into all that though let me ask you this because this is the second episode that we have without brian cox without Mm -hmm. logan roy what are you thinking so far? Are we still on the same? Is it still just as good? Is it taking a step back? What do you think so far? Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's missed a beat. No, I don't think it has either. Now, look, I will say this. It's still quite apparent that his character still hangs over this show. Right, right, right. Greatly. and But I, I'm with you on that. I don't think this show has missed a beat yet so far. I think it well, has. Go ahead. You throw in Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, like he's just a menace to society, and Jeremy Strong has a much bigger part. Oh yeah, he does. You really, he's really getting to cook. 
Yeah, I'll be real honest. The person, though, who is I think is really shining in this season, to me, it's, it's uh, Kieran Culkin as Roman. I thought the same thing. He took over this episode. Yeah, yeah. he really did, especially there at the end. I was like, wow. Yeah, that, yeah I know. I mean, because I mean, you think of, because when I think of Kieran Culkin, I think of, you know, the kid who peed in the, uh, the, in the attic yeah, and home alone. The cousin, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> terrible cousin. Yeah. And so to see him doing this. Oh, was he this, the brother? No, he was a cousin. He was a cousin. Yeah, okay. he, he was a cousin. And to see him doing this in... And this show is just because he hasn't even shown yeah. us this up in the previous three seasons. He's had some really good performances the previous yeah, three yeah. seasons, but tonight it was there was some power coming from that guy, and it oh, was yeah, really fun sure. to watch. For sure. Uh, but all right, so let's get into the, the specifics of this of this episode. So they're going to they're going to Norway. Everybody has to get on. The, well, let's start with the beginning. We start with the beginning with again, and this is kind of a reflection. And they talked about this in the in the after episode. Uh, basically, it starts with Roman listening to rap music, going to work. It's his first day Kendall. as the boss. Kendall's I'm sorry, Kendall. Rap. Yeah, Kendall's listening to rap as he's going to work, which was the very first thing that we saw in the very first episode of the, of the entire show. Uh, it's a nice little callback. Real quick, do you think Jeremy Strong actually listens to rap music? I want to say yes, but he's such an odd bird. He's such There's an odd bird. No he maybe listened to Pavarotti or something. I know, that's what know? I say. I would see him listening to some weird... Or like Gregorian chants, like Monk's <laughs> Gregorian chants would probably be even more up there, but because yeah. he kind of looks a little bit like a Monk there when he does, yeah, his, he little, does. Yeah. his little aftertakes. But, um, yeah. yeah, I can't see it. I'll just be honest with you. But I think I it's... Know, I just think what's great about his character, though, is he he thinks he is, like, so cool listening to this music, right. and, he's wa- and he's in his private car... And that's like not the case at all. I mean, it's it's yeah. kind of cringy to be honest with you with him Absolutely listening to this, to this to this rap music. Well, I mean, he's he's our age. Yeah, we're not is. listening to what to the kids' rap music. No, I've tried. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I've, I've hit the old man age. <laughs> yes, we have. We've hit the old man age. We're not listening to that anymore. So uh, yeah, when I listen to pop music now, I was like, oh god, it's happened to me. I don't get this stuff anymore. No, no. Trust me, I hear probably quite a bit more of it than you do. Oh, you do. You do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't get it at all either. But nevertheless, uh, he makes his grand entrance into the into Waystar Royco as the co CEO with, along with his brother. And like I said, just a nice little scene here at the beginning because it's what's great is one of the things I liked about this. We got the one episode where you had the Keystones as we were call, as they were calling themselves yeah, as we were yeah. calling them last week. Tried to make their play for power, trying to show their 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 dominant hand and when it fails basically they have gone right back into line where they're just kind of like right. doing a little bit of bootlicking i kind of thought that was nice i thought that was hilarious and uh jerry man a good episode for her rallying the troops yeah mm-hmm. it was a good episode for jerry she was she was strong in this episode i was i really liked her i'll be and not on the kill list and not on the kill list i thought that was interesting but he kept Mostly women, though. That was uh, that. You was, make a good point. I was, yeah. I was I was frightened, especially for Carolina. She looks perfect to be harassed by bats. Yeah, and that's probably coming coming eventually for her, if I had to guess. So. Yes, yes. But yeah, you're right because it was all it was all women that he kept. He kept. Yeah. He and kept Tom. Jay, and Tom. Yeah, he kept Tom. You're right. I forgot. I forgot that he kept Tom, and I'm sure part of that was was Shiv. Shiv's doing. So. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, 
like I said, so uh, they have this discussion, basically what they're going to do with the deal, and they all hop on a plane, they go to Norway, and look, it is, one of these days I want to go to a Scandinavian country because it looks just absolutely beautiful. I want to go like yeah. in the middle of yeah. June or July or August or someplace, sometime like that, because I'm sure it's like freezing cold the yeah, rest right. of the time, and my, you know, southern nature is not going to want to be yeah. in there when it's, you know, zero degrees and the winter lights are going, you know, all that fun stuff, but uh, lovely, beautiful country and mm-hmm. uh just absolutely gorgeous scenery and but they're getting ready to they're, they're talking about this deal and they're getting ready to do it and one of the things that they bring up is the price and he writes and as they're on this ski lift or this big lift contraption it's not really a ski lift but it's a some type of a lift yeah riding up the mountain kendall writes on the board 144 meaning this is the share price it's like the bare minimum that they want to have for the for the deal and this is before they're trying before they know that Skarsgård's character Madsen wants to loop ATN back into the deal. They, they're not aware of this at this point, so they're talking. You know, we want to get above 144. You know, bare minimum 145, 146. Anything above that is you know uh, is a really good win. And this is when Connor calls. Uh, oh my god! I'm so glad we got Connor at least for a little bit because I, I did too. But I wanted to know what was going on and what was the picture that was sent. <laughs> That's true. I want to know what the picture of that was sent to later on in the episode. But Connor calls in and he says, Marsh has shown up and because he's handling the, apparently he's handling the funeral arrangements. Yeah. And one of the things that they have confirmed, uh, I was listening to the, uh, to the prestige podcast on the, the, uh, on the ringer network. And one of the things that they, they interviewed the actor who plays Stewie, and he confirms that this every episode is one day. So basically, it's going to be a 10-day season is what there is what it's going to be. So we've had, this is the fifth day since the very beginning of this season. And, you know, so it's only been two days since they lost their father. And he's doing all the funeral arrangements. Apparently, Marsha has come in and wants to put him in a, in a kilt because he's originally Scottish. And like I said, oh, I just yeah. can't imagine seeing him in a kilt. And it's, it's kind of... You know, taking Connor by shock and just taking the kids right. by shock. But like I said, just the fact that we get, they find a way to get Connor in this was, I yeah, thought was just really yeah. good. Yeah, it was nice. It's always good to see him. Yeah, it's always good to see him. So, uh, so they get there and they've got, uh, they've got all the, they they've got the the power team there and Skarsgård comes out and he's and buying Greg. yeah oh and Greg Greg is there too he's part of the quad he's squad he's made his way <laughs> yeah. and we'll talk about the quad squad in a little bit uh, but he has they've all made it there they all get up to the lift and they're getting ready to start the negotiation it there's like five of them there and it's just the one guy for for Skarsgård uh, play who's playing Madsen. And like I said, he kind of calls them out on that a little bit. And then the, the two of them, just Roman and, and Kendall go in, and they negotiate by themselves with him. But like I said a second ago, I really thought that it was telling just how much more prepared and how much more of a shark that Skarsgård's character is compared to to Kendall and Roman in this, in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially that scene. Now, they come back at him a little bit more. Right. The other two negotiations. Right, they do. But they they, they were uh, not prepared for him on that first They one. weren't prepared he, for he, him. Go ahead. I was going to say, he got the jabs in. Yeah, they weren't prepared for him. And also, it really felt like they weren't on the same page either. And which is the, I agree. Which is a which real problem. Come find out. We come to find out because 
Kendall wants to tank everything. Yeah, and that doesn't surprise me. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah. it doesn't surprise me that that's the route that he wants to go. But one of the things that he springs on them and that they are completely unprepared for is he wants ATN back in the deal. He wants them to put the network that is the pride and joy of their father he wants them to put that back in the deal so that he can buy it because that was originally supposed to be the plan when they mapped this out all at the end of season three and now that we're here at season four logan apparently had on one point decided that he wanted to carve it out and keep it for himself and now that he's gone he wants to go ahead and get it back and he's offering he starts offering at 187 per share which is a is a good price but like i said it was unexpected that they wanted to get atn so they go back to they have to go back and they have to go discuss it with all the other people there they have to discuss it with the old guard they have to discuss it with shiv and it's an interesting it's interesting the way that they, everyone responds to it uh it's the old guard seems somewhat they don't seem like they i think they're willing to part with atn when they make this initial arrangement yeah. but they want it for a better price if they're going to keep it in yeah i i think they're all i mean they i think all three of them think they're gone oh yeah and they're going to get a huge severance right so the more that they could get you know from the sale that's you know and it's i'm better sure they have they probably have some kind of bonuses tied in or right. whatever with the sales too. So yeah, I think they were completely fine. Um, and we know Shiv is, she wants to get rid of the news cause it's been, you know, such a disaster and come to find out they're doing some shady stuff with the, uh, future president. Yeah. 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 And that's one of the things that we, well, you're getting ready to talk about now is just Shiv seems to be completely like they go when Roman and Logan, not Roman, Logan, Roman and Kendall go to, to Shiv about, folding ATM back and she's like yeah fine let's do it she said it's a toxic yeah. asset it's absolutely horrible you know she even says at one point you know they said well it's it was because they, they countered to her it was dad's favorite thing he wanted to keep it in it's a part of dad uh, as like a reminder of him she says well let's keep an old sweater it's far less racist yeah, <laughs> like said, that was hilarious I thought that was a fantastic line from her but like I said it is and a, true yeah and true <laughs> very much and true uh, but also I mean it's important to know that she also was working as like a democratic like publicist right, right. and stuff so she obviously yeah. is more than willing to get rid of of yeah. the atm part of this because it's a concern it's basically fox news is basically what it is yeah and she wants no part of that and she she is more than willing to give it up you know if it drives the price up more the more the merrier so go ahead and throw that th sucker back in there it's just roman and kendall are having a really hard time with it uh one of the things also this, that this brings up is this brings Greg back into the story a little bit because Greg has yes. has tagged along. Greg and Tom, their role and their their interaction with each other in this season has been interesting because it has been much more. Tom seems to want to kind of like crap on him all the time, uh, right, right. Instead of like just kind of like those the two of them working together. What what do you think about Tom and Greg so far this this season? So. Uh, and especially if you watch the scene afterwards, Greg is saying he finally sees cracks in Tom yeah. that like he may not be the one you need to try to run with. And if you notice, Kendall and Greg are getting back together. Yes, they are. Which was reminiscent of season two. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting because Kendall takes up for Greg when they're making when when Madsen is making fun of Greg. He said he's good. He's he's my cousin. Right. So and then he uses him later. So. Uh, that's interesting. It will be 
the fight over Greg may happen soon. And like I said, he brings up the he, he like goes to the three of them at, at some one point yeah. during this time and says, you know, how are we doing? How's the quad squad? How are the the I don't remember what else. No, the, Roman hates Greg. Oh, he a can't lot. stand him. Yeah, he can't stand. Yeah. Him. I don't think Shiv is just real fond of yeah, either Shiv's because not, yeah. because he's well, been she, Tom's little pet basically through this point. She doesn't like the disgusting brothers. Right. Things. But yeah, it, but yeah, but basically, you know, Kendall is kind of like taking him back under his wing. He's the one who has, he goes to Greg, he gives him uh, his phone and says that somebody's about to call and I want you to put out bad vibes that nobody's getting along. So he's trying his best to make it to, to throw the deal as well. And if you remember what kills Kendall in the end of season two is when he doesn't buy Greg that watch. That's true. You're right. <laughs> that was starts the bad fall for him. Yeah, you're right. I completely forgot about that. I completely forgot about that. But yeah, I forgot about Always the whole watch thing. Always buy off Greg. Yeah. It, 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 things seem to go well when you when you treat Greg well. Yeah. So, uh, But like I said, so Greg's role in this is kind of interesting because when when Tom goes to like when he had that when they have that scene where Tom is talking to Skarsgård and the kind of his little inner circle there. He has Greg there because he he basically calls him, you know, you're going to be a sacrificial yeah. pawn in this. And Greg doesn't really play along. That's one no, of the things that was not. that was yeah. one of the things that was just really interesting. Like they have put he is Tom is getting himself put further on an island. And if it if it's not for Shiv kind of intervening in all this, I don't know that he would have been he would have stuck around. So oh, he would have been gone much long ago. Shiv <laughs> is the only reason he's still around. So let's talk about that. So after this initial meeting, Skarsgård's character Matson goes to Shiv. And he is basically trying. It feels like he's trying to get a real read on how what the the real what the what Roman and Kendall are really feeling from from Shiv. Yeah. Uh, and she seems to be playing. It was interesting that he offered her cocaine. I don't think she ever took it. I don't remember her Did seeing you, it. I was going to say, if you notice, she had a drink in her hand. You never saw her drink. Right. She always had one in her hand, and she acted like. She, at one point, she kind of pulled the cocaine out, but never snorted it. Yeah, so she, when he was rambling on and doing his stuff, so she could fake, you know. Right. So, yeah, she, you never saw her do it. Yeah, so she's she's doing a really interesting thing here by mm -hmm. trying to, like, kind of play both sides and all this type of stuff. So, I'm really interested in what what he has planned for shit. But this is also when we find out that he's basically been harassing his... Uh, his comms girl, Ebba. Okay, I couldn't remember her name, but he's basically been harassing her, sending her blood. I don't know what what was that. I don't know, man. Uh, maybe he was in and and you know uh, inspired by Billy Bob Thornton from the nineties <laughs> to two thousands. Didn't him maybe. and uh, Angelina Jolie do that? I think uh, you're right now. Yeah, I forgot but about it was that. Like I, I was confused on did he keep sending her? He did it once and like, it like she didn't like often, it. Yeah, and so he kept doing. it? Yeah, I, it was weird. I like I said I was, was like I was completely lost in all that. So uh, I love her her response of my first advice is quit sending people blood. <laughs> yeah, that's always solid advice. Don't send people blood. Yeah. That's always a good place to start. All right. So after after they've had the whole discussion between them and they've had the blood discussion, uh, he also talked to her about their his marriage her marriage with Tom and how that seems to be on rocky footing uh but also there's this weird scene where like Tom and and Shiver like 
physically like hurting each other he's like mm -hmm. she's like saying because it's the following morning and she's saying that his shoes are like going to like cause these people to like go blind because of of where they live and all this type of stuff and so she's like they Chicken. were some dad new <laughs> they really she were was, they were bright really white right yeah <laughs> Uh, so she's kicking, she's kicking in with the rocks, and he like flicks her ear, and like is I was like sitting here watching, like is this kind of like foreplay for these two? What's going on here? It was. They seemed to be getting turned on. I mean, she even invited him to dinner later on. What was? What did she say? Oh, he said something about her earlobes were huge, like barnacles like or something. Thick, yeah, something about barnacles, and they were thick and chewy. Oh they God. were thick and chewy. Yeah, thick and it? chewy. Thick and chewy barnacles. <laughs> I was like, are we? Are we? I was wondering if I was watching Yellow Jackets there for just a I moment. Know, really? Oh God. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, just weird kind of stuff between the two of them. But you know, whatever, whatever makes your relationship work, more power to you. So. You know, I want those kids to get together. We've said it before. Yeah, we have. So, uh, like I said, if that works for them, then like I said, more power yeah. to you. Uh, but this also leads eventually to the final negotiation scene at the, towards the end of the episode where the three of them, Roman, Kendall, and Madsen, they go up to, on top of this mountain, they take this lift and, Basically, Mattson understands this point. He really feels because they're talking about this movie that apparently the, that's yeah. what they were watching, and I don't know what this movie's supposed to be. But Kendall and Roman are basically talking about that's ah, it's not great. It's it's a work in progress. We're having issues, and Mattson's getting the strong vibes that they are trying to kill the deal. That they're basically he, he can smell they're being he's being Scooby Doo. He's being Scooby Doo. That they went to the Hanna Barbera uh, School of Business or something oh like that. Oh my god, that was hilarious. Uh, but like I said, and this is where things get interesting because he is still showing like he understands how this stuff worked a lot more mm -hmm. than the two of them. Logan, not Logan, Kendall looks a he kind of looks a little bit. He looks a little like a deer caught in headlights at, the, at points yeah. through in this because, like, he wanted because he had mentioned the previous night. He said he told Kendall, not Roman. Kendall told Roman he wanted to keep it, which didn't surprise me. Did that surprise you when he right. said that? No, 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 no. Yeah, no. because it felt like he's. I felt like as soon as he became CEO or co-CEO, he was going to make a play to try to keep the company. Yeah. It's been yeah. the thing he's always wanted to do, mm -hmm. and he was going to make a play to try to and keep it. And he's focused on it, too. He is focused on being the boss. He is. He's completely focused on it. I'm not sure that he's... He thinks he's really good at it, and he's only had one yeah. day of, on the job, uh, so I'm not really sure he's... The his, markets like them, Justin. Come oh, on. That's right. The markets love him. Uh, but yeah. as, as Shiv points out, though, as well as when she, said, when, he said, when she says that, they like that they're selling to, to Madsen. Yeah, yeah. But he, like I said, he kind of looks like a little bit of deer caught in headlights just because they weren't really prepared for this. They are definitely trying to tank the deal, but... He picks up on it. Matson picks up on it. He knows that's what they're doing. They're going to lose their leverage, and he j and Matson just starts insulting them. He says, "You know, if your dad yeah. were here, I feel like he'd be ashamed of you too." Uh, that basically he tells them they're not good at this. That they're that they're really bad at their job. Uh, well, it was it was weird that Roman was offended when he said your dad was a prick, and he's like, "No, he wasn't." I'm like. Yeah, he was. But Roman has always been the one that's had a little bit of right. a of soft spot. Of soft spot for his dad. And yeah. that's why it didn't surprise me that when he does it, because yeah. he's the one who's always just kind of whenever Logan needed one of the siblings to kind of get back on his side, the first one he always went to, the first one he always went to was always to Roman. You're right. You're and right. Roman is that is that guy. And th when he's crapping on the siblings, when he's crapping on the on on Logan after he's died, 
you just see the anger and the frustration yeah. boiling up in him, and that's just when he goes off on Madsen. He had been wanting to go off on Madsen for a while. He didn't want to kill the deal before that. He was helping his dad, but boy, he lost it. And it was a beautiful scene to watch. It really was. While all the while, while Madsen is peeing up on this mountain, which was Oh just, my god, he was, man. Yeah, I know mean, he's going for a long time too. So was, I was about to say that was a very, very <laughs> strong stream. I don't know what they're drinking in Norway. Uh but like I said, just that scene where he is just going off on them and he is tells them, you know, I will never sell to you. You can tell the you can tell the board all you want this all you want to. I'll just say it's a, a negotiating uh, tactic and they're just uh, like he's looking and staring at him he's going after him Madsenever at one point tells him easy bro or easy dude or something like that yeah. uh, and Roman does not care he is just going after him and, yeah. and this is where we get to this point where we were talking about earlier I, I don't I really truly believe that both Roman and Kendall don't want to sell to him I think don't think no, they want to at all I agree especially when Roman repeats what logan had said to kendall we're going to grind you down yes and they don't want to sell but no. madsen you know one of the things he but like this hard line tack this hard line stance that the two of them take it basically has it serves as the function of what they were sent there to do it drives the price of it up it does and it's like you they kind of did their job but they weren't trying to it's a, this really no. weird dynamic and that's why also i think madsen asked ship to take a picture of the brother oh yeah because he knew he knew they were going to be they were going to look upset yeah because he, he basically drove it up so high that there was no way that the board would say no because it's just yeah. too much money yeah. on the on the table and you can tell that they look mad they're not happy about the fact that they're basically about to lose the company because yeah. they wanted to keep it and look i'm not sure i'm not 100 certain roman did before that meeting i think he was just kind of going along with it yeah but once once scarsgar's character starts just kind of ripping into them that's when i think his mind completely changes and he's like no yeah. i want we're going to keep this i don't want you to have any part of it well and roman really wanted to keep atn because that was his dad's last wish yeah was, he was really dead set on that yeah that was one thing that i think he really truly wanted was to keep atn even though yeah. it's probably not the smartest plan it's just what no. he wanted to do so um but like i said just a masterful scene there and like I said, when he calls and he basically tells the board, I want to pay you one ninety two per share, that's an extra five dollars a share. So however much however many shares there are, you know, if there's I don't know, ten million shares, you know, that's fifty million yeah. extra dollars that you throw in. Like I don't know how right. much I have no idea how many shares there are, but that's just that's where it just gets it's just too much money and there's no way that they're gonna say no. Yeah. Uh, and then this is where they also have Shiv and Tom kind of again rekindling their their romance uh shiv basically says we're going to get rid of sid because sid has gotten too close to minkin uh and she offers tom to let tom do it which yeah. tom can't stand sid like i said so they're kind of rekindling their romance which is weird it is weird but you know maybe she's wanting him to be the father well that's I what mean. i was going to go to next is that it makes me think that she realizes that she doesn't want to raise this baby by herself. That she wants the baby to have, uh, yeah. you know, a father in in their in its life, and whether yeah. it's a boy or girl. So, uh, I thought that was it, it's just a really interesting way that they have kind of gotten those yeah. two back together. And who knows if, it's, if it continues? I, I have no idea. Right. But uh, there's no telling. Yeah, there's really not. There's really no. But telling. I am rooting for those crazy kids. Oh yeah, we're rooting for. We're definitely rooting for them. But not long after they go ahead and they've announced that they're going to sell for one ninety two per share, 
they get the kill list and the kill list has all the men it has uh hugo it has carl it has frank it has the other two guys names i'm not really familiar with I've never seen them and uh, they show up today yeah ray is one i'm looking at imdb yeah i can't remember the other one but uh they they end up killing they those guys are on the list so they're going to get severance packages and carl's like kind of uh he's just kind of resigned to it. i think he felt like this was always going to be the case he's like yeah. you know what yeah. i'll just i'll take my money and i'll i'll fly off into the sunset uh yeah. one other thing that i thought he's, he's, he's bonding that island with, with, with his, his brother, brother right yeah, yeah his brother one of the things I also thought was interesting, did you notice at the beginning when they're getting on the plane, Frank and Carl are putting on compression socks because yes. the last time somebody yes. got on the plane, Logan ends up dead uh, with a heart attack. So I thought that was really funny that yeah, they're they're putting on the compression socks at the uh, when they're first getting on the plane. But uh, like I said, just uh, interesting stuff, wonderful stuff. Uh, it's like you said, they do keep. She, he does keep Carolina. He does keep Jerry around. And he is keeping Tom around. Like they're all shocked that Tom is kept around. But it's like we said, we have yep. a fr- pretty strong feeling that's that Shiv's handiwork uh, at play there. So, be interesting to see where all this is going. I, this thing that they're doing next week, like they're doing something on a stage. I'm not sure what all this is. That's yeah, going. It looks like Kendall's trying to kill it. Yeah, it by really his does. weirdness of whatever he wants. Yeah, no, that's going to be the thing that's going to be interesting I was, to watch. I was, have you ever seen Spinal Tap? It's been a very, very long time. I don't remember much. If you remember, like, the guy wanted to build the stage and, like, his, his measurements was all wrong. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. It's been, it it's felt been, like that, yeah. Yeah, it's been, like, let's see, I'm 44, so it's probably been well over 35 years, I've had to guess, since I saw it or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. It's been a long time. So, uh, But, yeah, I'll be, like I said, I'll be, I'll be interested in what they do because I do firmly believe that Kendall and Roman still want to keep the company. I firmly believe that. And they're still going to try to do whatever they can to kill this thing. And whatever it is that, you know, it, whatever they end up trying to do to try to kill the company may end up just like killing, killing, well, kill the deal might end up killing the company as well. And that's what I'm going to be interested in to watch as uh, unfolding. It's, It'd be hard for that to happen because, like, if according to what, uh, I I can't remember how to pronounce the guy's name, but, the guy who plays Dewey, you know, if this is going to take place basically over the next five days, I can't see there being such disastrous things take place over five days that, that destroys the company in general. But I guess we will see. So, uh, uh, you forgot who the siblings are. Well, I know this is true. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just going to be a fascinating watch over these next yeah. five weeks as as they bring this thing to oh, a close. Yeah. I've been I was wondering how this show was going to play out with with logan no longer being a part of it with brian cox not being uh on a part of the cast anymore and look i feel i feel like he'll still show up a couple times in, in flashbacks or something before yeah, i'm kind of surprised we haven't seen him yet yeah i'm a little surprised too but i think that's coming but like i said well I, i'm and really we haven't got to his funeral yet that's yeah, crazy I know. But i don't know when that's going to take place because it doesn't look like it's going to take place next week and so my guess is that we're looking at the episode episode seven or eight before we even have a chance to get to it so like i said it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun watch it has been just a, a fascinating season so far you have watched you've watched this show from the beginning weekly correct i uh, started halfway in season one okay so well the, you're a better judge of this because i watched basically the first three seasons in a two-week time period what are you thinking so far? Is is this season keeping more intrigued or less intrigued than the previous ones? What are you thinking so far? 
I would say I'm more intrigued because we're getting towards the end. Right. But, you know, uh, the first season, you you really weren't intrigued until the last half. Yeah, I will say that. I, I didn't even watch it for, uh, week yeah. to week in that one. And that first, like, but, four or five episodes were kind of like, all right, this thing needs to start cooking at some point. Season two and three oh, yeah. were, you know, it was just like this. Like, you were, but, like, with, with, the, with the ending in sight, this one, they've, the intrigue is, uh, has been, the ante has been up. Yeah, it has. Like, a lot. Yeah, I think it has to as well. So, all right, uh, do we want to do our awards now? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do some awards. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we are covering a season of a television show, we like to do three awards every week. The first award we have this week is the Tyrion Lannister, the MVP for the week. Who is your MVP? We we've talked about him a lot. It's got to be Kieran Culkin. Yeah, it is. I thought it was going to be Alexander Skarsgård for a while. I did too. That last scene, Culkin stole it. Yeah, Scarsgrove was great. It was really good to get him back on yeah. the show. Uh, I guess this is his third or fourth episode. I can't remember exactly how many he's been on. Yeah, probably probably four. Yeah, but he was he was fantastic in this. But like I said, Roman uh, Kieran Culkin as Roman has just become just an entirely different. And I loved. Um, did you watch the the after thing where they all yeah. talk? Where the where, when he talks about in that little after show thing about you know he was he was so focused on his character and he was just so into it that he didn't even notice the scenery because like that i was a little bit distracted by that scenery to be real honest with you in that in that scene and he's just he didn't even notice any of it he had to like go back and take a walk back up to that mountain like oh yeah this is lovely because he was so focused he just couldn't see it at all and you've seen this when you've when you've read stuff from jesse armstrong they didn't realize how good Really, how good Kieran Culkin was until like in the middle of one. Yeah, I'm, I, I, you can one. see that. And if you go back ch- and watch that, you can see it. Yeah, they change his character because they were like, "God, this guy's really good." Yeah, and, and like I said, when we talked about this earlier, when you, you know the first thing I remember him from is from Home Alone. You know, is the, know the cousin who peed in, peed in the bed all the time, and like I said, the, just an incredible performance by him. I just yeah. have been just so in awe of what he's done. I just it's just been fantastic. Yeah. So. Uh, the Agatha all along, the best scene of the week. What'd you go with? I guess be the the negotiation on the mountain. Yeah, it's mine too. It's mine too because it was just a, it was just an absolute. There were a lot of good ones. I mean, this the show yeah, has tons of good ones. I mean, the very first negotiation scene was fantastic. Uh, uh, Kendall and Roman talking about killing everything. I thought that, that I was thought that one. was going to be mine for a while. Yeah, that was a really good one as well. But I think it was none of it was topped by it was they were all topped by the scene there at the end on top of the mountain and of course the quad squad got a a potential as well yes it was so uh if you come with the king you best not miss your best line for the week and this one had quite a few as most successes it had a bunch but uh i believe it was that it was by robin let me make sure i say this correctly and since I know kids won't be listening to this show, uh, I feel comfortable saying this, but it was, Carl, please tuck your boner away. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, I went with one from Greg early in the episode uh, when he is talking to Hugo as they're getting ready to leave. Excited to get a feel for Scandinavia, some hotties, the Arctic foxes, <laughs> some Norwegian wood. <laughs> oh, man. That was hilarious. Uh, uh, Tom had a really good one, and I almost uh, used it. Dang it, where is it? Ambush, and you took the you took the bait. Oh yeah, <laughs> fattening the kill, <laughs> and all one. of them got killed. Yeah, he they all got right. killed. Yeah, they all got killed. And they all had like 
just tons of stuff on their plate. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that was really good. And I, I like that one as well. So, all right, rating time here on the Main Attraction Podcast. Uh, we do a five tier rating system. At the top of our list is Game of Thrones. Beneath Game of Thrones is Lost. Middle of the Road Forest is Friends. Beneath the Friends is Full House. And bottom of the Barrel Forest is Baywatch. We've both been at Game of Thrones. I'm assuming we're both staying there. I mean, how could it not be? Yeah. How could it not be? Yeah, it's, it's, this has been a great... Every episode of the show, well, except the, the first episode's 8.8, the rest of them are in the nods. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this one is at the moment, and it's going to stay there. And what's interesting, I'll, let's talk about this just a little bit, because if you go back and you look at that first episode where they're just, you know, it was a good episode, don't get me wrong, but... Yeah. You know, it was very much felt like kind of like a standard succession episode. Just kind of, uh, yeah, here's yeah. some things we're we're making deals, we're doing this, and then the second episode, you know, you get the reunion between the the siblings and, and the dad, which was just a really powerful moment. But you don't really get a feel for what's coming next in that next episode, where everything just changes with the death of of Logan Roy. It's just been masterful by, what's his name, Jesse yeah. Armstrong? Is that his name? Jesse Armstrong, yeah. yeah. Just incredibly. Incredible. I can't wait to see what that guy does next. Yeah, I know. It, it'll, be, it'll be fun to watch. I can't wait to see whatever he, he does. He will get paid a lot of money. <laughs> oh, yeah, he will. He'll get paid quite a bit. So, All right. Uh, before we go, we do like to do some recommendations for our audience. Do you got any recommendations for us this week? I do. I got a couple. And let me shout out. Uh, I was uh, went on a boys' trip with my friends from high school and my Good friend Rob D'Amelio, who listens to our podcast, said this is his favorite part of every show, oh, and that he is he has taken recommendations from us. Oh, so awesome! Thank you, Rob, for being a listener, and we'll hopefully have some for you tonight. Yes. Uh, so I finished the Night Agent, and it was fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. I really liked it, man. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I was it was really good. Uh, I would highly recommend that. Uh, and uh, you it's, know, Argora. It's good, as we've talked about on this. It's great get dad TV. It's just really good. It is good great TV. Great. It's, I mean, especially, like, I watched the Netflix show The Recruit. This was a little, this was better. But, uh, yeah, man, it was great dad TV. If, yeah. you, if you're a fan of dad TV, turn on the night <laughs> right, right now. It's, it's yeah. really good. I, I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. I watched it when I was out sick uh, with bronchitis a few weeks ago, and uh, I binged it in a couple of days. It's probably yeah. about an episode or two too long. I was kind of thinking it would be around eight would yeah. be better. But yeah. but ten was it was perfectly fine. It worked really well. Yeah. And like you said, uh, what's your name uh, from Yellow Jackets actually has a likable character in it. <laughs> you know what? Uh, between like the last couple episodes, she was likable. But before that, she wasn't. And I was like, what's Justin talking about? This girl's still terrible. <laughs> yeah. And then she ends up being yeah. a really great character. So you were right. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she comes around eventually. So She does. She uh, does not own Yellow Jackets. No, no, she's still in there. Yeah, well, I haven't watched the episode six, uh, episode five yet. I, need, I haven't no. watched it yet. I need to watch it this week. So, uh, what else you got? I got one more. The new Apple series, The Last Thing He Told Me with uh, Jennifer good. Garner. I haven't seen it yet. It's good. It's good. And uh, Jamie Lannister. Uh, I would I would recommend it. It's a uh, mystery show. Her husband uh, disappears, as you can yeah, tell from the title. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, it's, her husband is played by Jamie Lannister. Yes, and uh, man, you know Jennifer Garner is just a fantastic actress. Uh, anything you can get her in, and right. this is this is a show made for her. So I would I would recommend that. All right, I've got two as well. So since you mentioned Apple TV Plus, I want to mention Apple TV Plus as well. Uh, it's called the Big Door Prize on Apple TV Plus. Oh yeah, they've been they've been advertising this one a lot. 
Uh, it's it's really good. The premise is, uh, if you're interested in it, uh, basically this small little town. They inside this general store, they get this what looks like kind of like an 80s or early 90s arcade game, but it's not. Uh, it's this machine that tells you what your potential is. It, you you get in the machine, it gives you a card and tells you what your potential is, and basically the way that it impacts the entire. The entire little town. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name who plays in it. Chris O'Dell. Thank you, Chris he's O'Dell. Always good. He's, Great actor. He's fantastic in it because I guess he's Irish or Scottish. I can't. Remember. Yeah, he's Irish. Irish. Uh, uh, he's just fantastic in this. And basically, like I said, it's they and all the episodes are like thirty-five minutes long or something like that. So uh, it's been really good. They're on episode six or seven that they've done so far, uh, and it's just been it's just been absolutely fantastic. I've I've enjoyed it immensely. Actually, I have three because I forgot to add this third one. And so if you don't know who Chris O'Dell is look him up you will he's mostly known for being the guy that Kristen Wiig ends up with on Bridesmaids yes uh, that's where I remember him from so yeah. Uh, the other thing on Apple TV Plus, I watched the first two episodes. I'm gonna wait until it finishes because there's only six. Uh, the second season of Schmigadoon is. Oh yeah, is I need to watch that too. I watched the first. I like the first season. Yeah, I love the first season. The first season was great. I watched. Uh, it's a six episode season. They do it weekly. They did the first two the very first week. I'm just gonna. I'm waiting until it finishes up. I'm just gonna yeah. binge it later on. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a binge show. I, I, I could definitely see that. And I honestly uh, think our, they should do it that way, but they don't. So. In our from. Our guys, Nathan Lane and Martin Short, are in it, right? No, they're not. Well, if they are, they haven't been showing up. And they didn't show up in the first two uh, episodes. Uh, and if they're in the rest, they, of, weren't they in the first season? Mm, they weren't in the first season. Mm. Why am I getting that confused? Okay, I don't remember Nathan Lane and Martin Short. Yeah, Nathan Lane. No, I don't remember seeing them either. In either one of them, I don't think. But. uh uh, but anyway, like I said, the first two episodes are good, and I'm waiting until the rest of them come out, and I'll binge it. I'll binge it when the rest of them come out. The other one is oh, Alan Cumming is who. I was. Yes, it's, now it's he is Nathan yeah. Lane. Yeah, that uh, Martin is, Short is listed in nine episodes, so he had to be in the first season. I may, am I thinking of somebody else for for Martin Short? I maybe I maybe I'm uh, I'm thinking I must be thinking of somebody else. Anyway, anyway. Um, Oh, you're right. I am thinking of somebody else. Yes, he is in this. Yeah, I just forgot. I was thinking of somebody else. So yeah. Um, Anyway, the other uh, other show that I've got that I'm recommending, it is they dropped the first four episodes. I've only seen two of it on Peacock so far, and that is Mrs. Davis. Uh, oh yeah, I want to see this. It's really good. It is a. It looks good. Uh, David Lindelof, Damon Lindelof show. Yeah. Uh, and if you like any of the Damon Lindelof shows, if you like Lost, if you like uh, The Leftovers, if you liked. Um, that show that we did on this podcast, Watchmen. Not, Watchmen, thank you. If you like any of those shows, you would like this. This is just really, really good. Uh, the premise is basically uh, there is this AI called Miss Davis who is kind of base, who's kind of in a weird way, kind of taking over the world, uh, and this nun who is played by Betty Gilpin. Uh, she fantastic. Yeah, she's if really you've good. Seen Glow, you know she's good. Yeah, she's really, really good in this. Uh, she basically doesn't like the AI, so she doesn't want anything to do with it, uh, and she's kind of rebelling against it. It's just a really, really good show. Like I said, I've only seen the first two episodes. They've got <clears throat> they got four currently out, so uh, I would highly recommend it. Those, but it, yeah, it's I'm been definitely fun. watching that. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, I'm losing my voice all of a sudden for some reason, so I guess we kind of need to wrap this up. Anything else you'd like do to it. share? Appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. And I would echo those same sentiments. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.